0: You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Kelly and Daniel. Hi, guys. Hello. The wonderful.
1: (laughs) The wonderful.
0: Your- These last few podcasts, we've been talking about your, our ministers and how we recruit, how we train them, and we're going to continue that conversation today and talk about how to encourage your leaders and why that's important. Mm. Before we do, so jump important. into that is important. Is that what you love today? Encouraging leaders? No. <laughs> what do you love, Kelly?
2: <laughs> I love my pens. I have a favorite pen. I'm very possessive of my pens. I'm looking around to yes. see if I aware, you have one of I mine. I do not use your pens. <laughs> Blue ink only. Fine point RSVP. That's my favorite pen. It's your favorite. And you can't find them everywhere. So I have to order big packs of them and then hoard them and protect what, what's them. What's so great it's, about them? It's just my favorite pen. I, I don't, I'm not really sure. I like how they look. I like how it feels in my hand. I like how it writes. The blue is I hate black the ink. tough part to get. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I definitely you can get a lot of black ink. Black, mm-hmm. But the blue is yep. tough.
1: And I'll share them with you guys. They're anyway. ones that have a top on them, right? <laughs> they have a top. Yeah, they're
2: not clicky. I hate clicky.
1: I think I like the clicky. Oh, I do too, pens. I think.
2: You both have black uh, ink yeah, too. Yeah, like black ink. I do. Okay. Well, that's what I love. <laughs> RSVP pens. Try one.
1: What do you love, Allie?
2: I
0: love this podcast called not this podcast, oh. but the well you do th- love this, this podcast. I too. do, I do. But this other podcast, it's called The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy, and I listen to it every morning. She is um, just a writer. She's a podcaster, um, all over social media, but she's Christian and she invites another woman. So I don't know how much you would get out of it. It is. Mostly geared towards women, but I'm sure men listen to her too. But she always had li- invites a guest, another woman, to talk about just their faith, their life, what they do, and she has some incredible guests on it. And I just love listening to their conversation and their faith and their life and everything. So that's what mm-hmm. I love. That's the a feel happy good hour. podcast.
2: It is a feel. Daniel good. and I like crime podcasts. Yeah, true
1: crime pod- <laughs>
2: podcasts.
0: I can't sleep if I listen to Dark those. Dark
1: Underworld. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I also I have a couple of new love, ones for you, by the oh, way. Good, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think we're going to tell people about those no. on this okay. podcast, though. I I love Father Mike Schmitz. Mm. Oh, love him! I just listened to a video of, uh, for, of his that's new um, about confession yesterday, <clears throat> and it was just a reminder of how much we need that and why it's so valuable. And mm.
2: I have I just, to go to confession this Saturday.
1: Mm. I my pastor would not. Um, I'd have to put him first in my list of preachers, just out of obligation, but yeah. Father Mike Schmitz is probably second or my second list favorite preachers. second favorite pastors, preachers. okay. Yeah.
0: Two Father Mikes. Huh? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Father Michael White yeah. and Father Mike Schmitz.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. I like
0: it. Well, let's jump into our car rides worth of content today.
2: Yeah, so we're talking about encouraging ministers, and um, I will say my personality is not one that is, I'm not a natural encourager, at all um i guess i'm more task oriented at work than an encourager and i just want to get stuff done and before program starts like the hour before program starts when ministers and volunteers are showing up we are just getting stuff done Mm -hmm. and there was a period of time when we didn't have a youth minister and i was sort of filling in with someone else and um it felt kind of crazy to me cuz I didn't really know um how to run a student ministry program but I had been a part of it for some time so I was you know I was doing it I was figuring it out But um what I learned during that time was that I don't have time for the volunteers and that's how I felt I don't have time I don't have time to talk to people just come mm-hmm. and do your job And again I'm just I was so task oriented like get the music on and get you know get everything set up and get the food set up and where's the cafe and, and so what I learned during that time was that I talked to ministers who have questions for me with like half of my body. So I am leaning away, my feet are turned away from them and I am thinking about the next thing I have to do and could they, would you please stop talking to me? And um, it's a horrible way to treat your volunteers and anything else that needs to be done is probably secondary. De- well, let's just say it's definitely secondary to um, encouraging and talking to your ministers. So I learned to, and I had to look, I like to look down at my feet and have to do this so intentionally where I turn my feet and my body towards the person talking. I look them in the eye. Mm. I don't look around at other things that are happening around me. It's a challenge, um, but it was it was a good thing to learn. I think our ministers appreciated it. So I still have to work on it all the time because I don't love doing that. I like it's running so around It's so true, doing though,
0: because you can feel that when somebody's doing yeah. it to
2: you. They're not really it listening. It makes a difference. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, man, that's great. I but was
2: never really listening. And not only was I not listening, but I was thinking about how unimportant this is and how much more important things I have to do and how what they were asking me was ridiculous. I mean, I'm, I'm not a good person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are, because you're working on it. But you're so
1: becoming we all a have... better person.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. So we're following first. Thessalonians chapter five, therefore encourage one another, build up one another, just as you also are doing. And so that is our theme for today's podcast yes. on encouraging ministers. Absolutely. Above all else, ministers need to know that what they're doing matters and we have to tell them that it's our job to tell them that what they're doing matters over and over again because we can just get in the weeds of small group and tasks and and all these things we have to do and we forget that what we're doing is making disciples what we're doing is turning teenagers hearts towards jesus ministers need to know that what they're doing is appreciated by us um, some of us, you know, my personality is one that I would come in and I love being with my small group of girls. I don't need anyone um, really to appreciate what I'm doing. Like I- I'm-, I'm good. I'm okay. And so if I'm the person that needs to be appreciating other people and I don't even need to be appreciated, do you get what I'm saying? Am I making sense? Like you have to understand that people need this. Even yeah, if you, you don't, don't they need it, right? affirmation. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And they need to know that what they're doing is on the right track. They, they need to be encouraged in what they're doing um and so you know and they need to be evaluated too that's not what we're talking about here they need to be encouraged but you know with all the training that we talked about in the last podcast that's how we can kind of evaluate them
0: yeah and the fact of the matter is we wouldn't have a program we wouldn't be able to make disciples make life change happen if it weren't for them so they need to feel that from us as often as we can yeah
2: so, how can your ministers know that it matters? Well, there's a couple ways. I'm going to give you three ways to help your ministers know that what they're doing matters. The first is, and we mentioned on the last podcast, to celebrate wins. Daniel said, "What gets celebrated gets repeated." And so, what we do is try to ask them for wins and give them opportunities to share those wins. So, we have um, we have one minister who shares a lot of what we do on Facebook. She takes pictures every night and then she posts it on Facebook. And then, um, you know, so that that seems to be a good way to, to share what people are doing, share what leaders are doing. We use Slack for communication and we encourage our leaders to Slack out wins that they see. If we see a win, we Slack it out and say, hey, you know, shout out to Mary Ann for, um, you know, being with her small group tonight for an extra hour or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that when we see a win. We want to share it. We share wins by text. We can share wins personally. We can share wins publicly. Uh, Lots of different ways to do that. Another way that ministers know what matters is by crafting and communicating a clear vision. They have to know what a win is. They need to know the target if you're going to aim for it. And so how do we define a win around here, Daniel?
1: Win is anytime that we see a teen that's moving forward in their discipleship path or if we see somebody that's coming back to their faith and and kind of taking those next steps
2: right so when a leader walks out of their small group room and says we had such a great conversation tonight Mm -hmm. so and so ask me you know what does heaven look like or like just any kind of any kind of um i don't know success right like a a big success step forward Mm -hmm. right um so we have to communicate what that win looks like so they know what they're looking for and what they're shooting for. And then lastly, a way that, they, that our leaders can know what matters is through handwritten notes. We do a lot of these. I try to write a couple of thank you notes every week. Um, Daniel is really good at doing postcards with a picture of the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: postcards, they're like they're so great because you you have to write so much less I just have this little column but people appreciate it so much and it's a little picture of the event and I just have like a format that I that I keep for them I feel like it's a cheat but it's a great one
2: it's not a cheat. You're still getting something in the mail. When you I mean when and you Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So we crazy. don't get
0: letters, notes, enough anymore. You no. feel so touched, like I do at least, when yeah. I receive something. Handwritten a yeah. note, I mean But
2: mailed seems yeah. to be a big deal mm-hmm. too. Like I could mm-hmm. hand ministers a thank you note when they get here, but when they get a note from home, they're thanking me for the thank you note. I'm like, okay, well, you're
1: welcome. And postcards are mm-hmm. also less expensive to send. That's when you're sending a bunch of them.
2: Fabulous. All right, so so those are some ways those are some ways that um, our ministers know that what they're doing matters. and we can also show them that they are appreciated in a number of ways. and people feel appreciated in different ways. So um, there's there's a couple different things that you can do. I think probably most people feel appreciated through personal conversations. I think that's probably the number one way that ministers feel appreciated. Um, to turn your feet and to turn your body and both ears and eyes towards the person Mm -hmm. and listen to what they have to say or, you know, seek them out and just tell them a win that you saw with them or one of their students. Um, And so if you, and if you can't listen in the moment, you know, set up a time to listen to them. Say, hey, can we talk for a minute afterwards or can I call you tomorrow? Um, Or can you stop by after mass on Sunday? Something like that.
1: Do you think that that's, Sort of like quality time, like the love language oh, of quality yeah. time. Oh, I think that's yeah. really what it is. And turning a good your point. feet toward them makes it more quality than mm. rushing around.
2: Yes. Or looking down at your phone. I have a really good friend that just doesn't think that looking at her phone while she's having a conversation is rude. Oh, And so too. I just stop mid-sentence and wait for her to finish. And she'll be like, keep going. I'm listening. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And I'll just wait. And sometimes I'll just walk away and say, well, I guess we'll have this conversation later. Like, no, you have to give me your full attention. My love language is quality time. So mm-hmm. I'm very sensitive to that. So a second way that leaders can feel appreciated is through offering some events. Um, happy hours are one thing that we do, even though only 10 people showed up to our happy hours that we had this year, we had two of them. They still loved it and they felt loved and heard and appreciated for their work. And so, you know, if people aren't showing up, it's possible that that's just not how they feel appreciated too. Mm. So, you know, I don't think we need to be disappointed that only 10 people showed up. We'd love for everyone to be there, but the people that showed up were the people that needed it. yeah, Yeah, they needed it. So um and then we usually have an end of year party as well that's that's an event that we have we had a big one behind the building a lot of people came to that one mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and um and that was a good time we shared some wins there we um we got mission barbecue which yeah, was good delicious. and everybody brought a dish and kids were invited like Families. families were invited, and we did so, some worship. Yeah, it was just nice. Yeah, we did have Bonfires, some worship. I forgot about s'mores. that. Yeah. yeah, it was some nice. jello shots. <laughs> Daniel made jello shots. It was <laughs> it right along like with oranges. the theme of everything. Yeah, that was awesome. So, so events, personal conversations, probably being number one, uh, events, and then um emails. You know, people can feel appreciated through an email. I don't, I don't think people are reading their emails. I mean, we're so challenged with how to communicate with people. I don't know that people are reading their emails anymore, but, um, celebrating wins and adding pictures to the emails of the wins of leaders, you know, being with their groups is, is a fun way to help them feel appreciated. And then we do try to give like a little gift or something. Um, I don't know if we've done that well this year. Do you think?
1: Well, sometimes there's just opportunities. You go on Mm -hmm. a trip, like I just went to Europe and we didn't bring back anything for their ministers, but we did bring back stuff for staff. Just something a little that you... Did you bring something back for me? Uh, I didn't bring something back for you, but I brought chocolates for the <laughs> yeah. staff. You did? I yeah. did.
2: Oh, those were... The... You brought those chocolates? I did. Oh, okay. I did have one of those. Bought Thank them you. with my own money. Thank you, Daniel.
1: <laughs> but just so that they know that you're thinking about them. Or even a little book. I mean, we give them yeah, that. Yeah, we
2: do give them a book. a
1: lead small book mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. I, th- I
2: think they feel appreciated by getting a book that says like... Yeah. The lead small book book. and a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Great. Definitely. And we've talked a lot about training our ministers and things like that. And to some degree, I think we all focus when we think of training, we think of the ministers that are struggling in their small group or the ministers who are new to it and need a little bit more coaching up. Um, but encouraging them is a part of training them. It lets them know that they're on the right track. So what are some ways that we do that with our ministers?
1: Well, the coaching is something that we're going to talk about in a future episode, Um, but we want to give them ongoing tips and hints. So once you get to about 20 or 25 ministers, maybe even less than that, you probably want to have somebody that's assigned to just feed those ministers and coach them and sit in on small groups. So we'll talk about that, I believe, in our next episode. And then another thing that you can do is to just have clear expectations. So you write job descriptions. um, You really talk about the details and kind of the nitty gritty of what you want your leaders doing. We have them read that book, Lead Small, that we were just talking about. But it's even things like we have to say again and again, sit in a circle, answer tough questions with another question, ask lots of great follow-up questions. It's all those little things that Mm -hmm. can help them to grow as leaders.
2: Yeah, I think just going back to your job descriptions, I think that's a really important one. And so when we give our small group leaders the lead small book, I tell them, this is your job description as mm-hmm. a small group leader. And so, but we ha- we do have to keep reiterating those things, sit in a circle, answer questions, tough questions with a question, ask great follow-up questions. Those are probably like the top three things that we say over and over again and if leaders are doing those then they're then they're feeling pretty good like okay good I'm on the right track but you can always do it a little bit more. Like I think you forget, you know, because it's hard. It's hard to answer a question with a question. It's hard to ask follow-up questions. Sometimes you just want to move on. You know, it's it's an effort. You have to prepare mm-hmm. to be able mm-hmm. to do that it well. It has to be
0: very intentional. And like you said, not all these things are intuitive to people. So right. letting them know that they are doing a great job, that they are on the right track, just re-encourages them that they want to be here they should be here they're doing a good thing and that's what they need sometimes
2: yeah it's intuitive to a teacher or social Mm -hmm. worker to do those kinds of things or a counselor but it's not intuitive when you have a doctor and you know we have doctors that are small group Mm -hmm. leaders and um you know we've had a a surgeon who is a small group leader like they're they're not asking follow-up questions when they're in surgery they're just taking care of business so it's not intuitive to everybody
1: So a couple other ways that you can let them know they're on the right track. Um, We want to always be giving personal improvement opportunities. So we have some training videos that we'll send out occasionally. We try to keep them really brief, um, just a couple of minutes. And it doesn't have to be your own content either. You can steal training videos from other people. There's tons of stuff out there. Um, We listen to podcasts provide inspirational quotes. Um, We try to create content during the summer so that we can send it on on a schedule during the year. After you get busy during the year, it's hard to create it as you're going along. So summer is a great time for that. And then we also try to send people to conferences and just kind of re-inspire them. So we go to the DRIVE conference at North Point Church. Every other year, Um, there's uh, conferences that Orange uh, puts on. And we have a conference. If you want to come out to nativity here in maryland Uh, our rebuilt conference is every other year in the spring it'll be april 26th and 27th
2: yeah sign up now 2020 2020. sign up now
0: yes definitely so ministers need to know that what they're doing matters they're appreciated and that they are on the right track so what is a win that we have seen with encouraging our ministers here
1: well, it goes along with what Kelly was saying at the beginning. We have a minister who is here every week. He's so committed, um, and he's putting together stuff for our program like an hour or two before we actually start. He's so great.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he First is. one here every
1: week. And we're in that mode of preparing everything, getting the papers out, making sure the text's right, putting on the music, all of those things. So it's really hard to give our time at that moment of the day. And Kelly was really intentional about taking time with him um, to point her feet toward him and to make eye contact and to just listen.
2: Yeah. And I didn't do it for a while. And then all of a sudden one day I was like, oh crap, I have to stop and talk to this person every mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Not like crap, like I don't want to, but you know, I just needed to remember that that needed to be intentional. And I think the win is how much we saw he appreciated it. Yeah. And you saw that yeah. through
0: just being intentional and doing that something that is right. intuitive for you. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. yeah more so committed indeed. and more mm-hmm. yeah excited to be here so
0: yeah absolutely well thank you guys for joining us we love you all as daniel said join us next time we're going to be sharing with you our coaching strategy for our small group leaders